Uh, welcome, everyone. Hey. Yes. Gabrielle. Gabby. <laughs> Jackie. Yeah, my formal name. Um, you be using your government name. I be using, I'm going to tell you why I'm using my government name today, though, because um, when I'm at work, people call me by my government name. I'm not a fan of people calling me by my nickname. You, yeah, you don't like the too familiar too soon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and even even still, I'm like, mm, um, no. But I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I am going to turn off my phone and tell Malik <laughs> to text me. This is real. Yeah. So we're going to um, <laughs> we're going to dive right in into it today. Uh, talking about being a millennial and looking for a job. Yes. Yes. A purpose filled job. Purpose filled job. It's been my journey. And I can tell you about my week. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start with it. Please tell me about your week. I can tell you about my week. Yes. So my week began with a job interview mm-hmm. and just ended with a job interview. Okay. And But do you want to tell us about where you were previously a little bit or So y'all from the last one about transition mm-hmm. and what I'm waiting um on and for and like just processing through. Mm-hmm. I finished my fellowship with an amazing organization called Baltimore Core, or through an amazing organization called Baltimore Core, and I was situated at a small startup nonprofit. And every time I tell people about where I was before that, mm-hmm. and then this, and then that most previous experience, I always say I I was working with people who were in the same book, mm-hmm. in the same chapter on the same page but just starting from different places right where i was immediately coming from i think we were in the same building Mm. we might have had our hand on the same book and had the same general thought but the approach and where we started in the book this is your last job yeah my last job was very different and based on that experience and what I know what it feels like to be aligned with people Mm -hmm. even if you aren't in the same space Mm -hmm. I really was trying to be intentional about this job search Mm -hmm. so I have been underemployed uh since my continuation or since my like stopping with that position via that fellowship since August and really being intentional about where I wanted to be yeah uh, that meant I wasn't applying for any old thing. Like, right, right. At this point, I am a big old age where I shouldn't be just settling. And for me, it was looking at what I was doing, mm-hmm. um, title and position, and then quite frankly, like pay mm-hmm. and support. And I had two amazing interviews this week. One at an institution, and I'm going to keep names out of it Mm -hmm. just for this, but one at an institution where I would be working um, if offered uh, with an access around admissions and working specifically around uh, diversity and access. Mm -hmm. And then the one that I had today, it would be talking about the same things that we've been talking about on the podcast about how do you bridge community, um, community efforts and institutional resources Mm -hmm. so both different way Mm -hmm. different but speaking with the people and feeling like I was on the same I could be in the same page um, in the same book and even in some cases on the same sentence Mm -hmm. as the person who's immediately would be immediately supervising me Mm -hmm. just felt really goddamn good yeah it just felt fucking good to be like, this is where I'm at. Right. And this is where I'm trying to go mm-hmm. now. 
HR processes are slow. And of course, yeah. some of these jobs that I applied for months and months ago. But I think it's about that intentionality mm-hmm. about where I'm trying to be in my job search and how I would like to feel comfortable mm-hmm. um, where I'm at. Yeah. But the week has been good. I'm tired. That's good. That, that nap that I took before <laughs> uh, you got here was real, real, real good to mm-hmm. me. Um, brief, but good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I'm grounded in some of what I'm trying to not. I was grounded in the a- a- application process, but now I'm grounded in like, oh, you can get back in this and not feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. We're having to deal with other people's bullshit. Oh, yes. Well, at least at least you are doing things to make sure you are aligned with the people. I think that's incredibly important i mean being intentional about job search can i feel like kind of drag it on a little bit but it is one of the most important things you like to do because Mm -hmm. as millennials we know that we like to be comfortable right and not just comfortable but we feel like we're valued at the place you want to be everybody wants to be valued right but traditionally it was like the idea that you would just go to work and what you just deal with whatever you deal with right because like when i talked to my father about all my jobs he's like I can't believe my dad worked 32 years at the same job from the time he was 16 to the time he retired, you know? So it's a lot of it's a, it's a long time. So talking to my father and coming from, you know, his perspective, he's like, just, you don't have to deal with stuff anyway. It doesn't matter. Just deal with it. That and is a very, is your dad it's a boomer? Hard. Um, or like, I X. think he is. A, I think he is a boomer. Yeah. yeah. That's a very boomer. Like we did where we had to. Yeah. Red. But it's hard, you know, like it's I, also, you don't, I don't want to. to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think it's hard to talk to him about job searches. I mean, I even, my grandma even called me. She was like, how's work going, baby? I was like, I don't like it. She told me, oh, you ain't never liked a job. <laughs> I guess. Okay, grandma. <laughs> you know, but. I feel what you're saying too, like the job that you were at before, the place that you were at with them, and then moving into a job that you were like, what? How the fuck are we not on the same page here, you know? And they recruited me on the premise that we would be on on the the same same page. page. Yes. Yes. And that recruitment process (laughs) too is like, it'll get you. If somebody comes for, like, it wants you in your head, you're like, we must be on the same page, right? It has to be. That's not always the case because it's just not always the case. It's kind of how I feel my current job and I feel like I'm having to adjust. I'm constantly having to adjust and readjust and I'm just tired. I really am. I'm tired. I've made efforts to kind of go outside of my position to learn more from different departments. Yeah. And I've been very, I've been successful in doing that. But even as I do that, I realize I don't think that this is the place for me. And it's upsetting. I've only been there for, you know, like a couple of months and it's and I was asked to go there with someone. So for me, I thought, yeah, we would of course we would be on the same page. I my last job, it had its <coughs> its ups and downs, but I was happier. I was way happier. You were fulfilled. I was fulfilled. I was I felt like I was valued a little more. Um in in part it was due to me being protected by some people who were kind of over me. Uh but Going into this space, I'm like, I don't feel, I don't feel as protected. I feel like I'm always on edge. I'm very anxious about this job. Everything and change is good. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm okay with change, but I don't think that they, I don't think it's done responsibly. I think there is a responsible way to make shifts and changes. And I don't think that the changes that they're making are, 
I don't think they're about the community that they say they serve either. And that's a big problem for me as well. Fair. You know, like if you're going to make changes, okay, but make it for the audience that you're saying you're making it for. Don't yeah. pretend and make up and be like, this is what we're doing it for. And then that, you know, it's not the so case. What is your, that that makes me think, what is your like third eye open to now? Like, what are you looking for in your next step? Cause I know there are certain like, if I had to think of certain things that I was like intentionally looking for that I think would be fulfilling, like not knowing what the job is exactly, but like, what are some of those things that you think you're going to be looking for moving forward? Um, sounds like intentionality is one around like, like putting your, your legs and your gas behind what your mouth is saying. Mm -hmm. But like, what are some of those things that you've come to like, know you need in your next job? I need for my employer to trust me. I think that's really important for me. Um, and to know that I can do the job and I will do the job. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also need for there to be, if I'm not doing something correct, for there to be constructive criticism happening and allowing space for me to be able to change what I've done and make those, but make those mistakes. I can't, yeah. if I'm not allowed to make any mistakes, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm always nervous, but if I can make a mistake and then it's corrected and then we can move on and I can put systems in process so that I don't do it again, I'm down to do that. Like I'm completely down to do that. I also think that I enjoyed being remote. That was really... You did say that you like remote work. That was good for me. I Because I am not... The type of person that I am just doesn't do well You're in not office down to... setting. Yeah. <laughs> and it that is hard for me. I'm like naturally a free spirit. So <laughs> having to show up at... it's I mean, my job is super rigid. Like you have to show up at this time every day. Even if there's nothing happening at that time. We just want you to show up at that day because I'm paying you. It's also the structure, you know, we're yeah. all conditioned into the structure. Do you think that has anything to do with you, like, being homeschooled also? Um, Like, being able to have that autonomy as a child and, or like, in possibly. your youth to not... If you, my bad, I may have offered that. No, that's fine. No, that's like, fine. I was, I mean, I was only homeschooled for a couple of years. Um, but you got a taste but that was like the best, those were the best school years of my life. Mm. Because I was able to, when I was finished with something, I was finished with it. I mean, I told you I used to get anxiety attacks around tests. Yeah. And so my my aunt being able to read the test to me and then show me my grade almost immediately after really helped me. Yeah. And it calmed me down a bit. Um, so, I, I mean, it could, it definitely could have something to do with it, for like, sure. You found your really best flow state when mm -hmm. you were younger, and now you're seeking that same flow state mm -hmm. as you get older. But the good thing is we live in a technology-filled world. Right. So, but I also possibilities. Think, <clears throat> I also think the thing about being remote is that it feels like they trust you more. That's true. You know, so, like, I can be at home, and they, they can trust that I'm going to be on the call or at the meeting yeah. or... I'm going to send them a finished product and it'd be what they asked for and yeah. we can work through it if it's not or you know what I'm there's saying a level like of autonomy there there is there's so much and I a true autonomy like not somebody breathing down your back you could yeah. literally work independently but I also just want to enjoy my work you know I well yeah <laughs> I think that oftentimes it's like you're supposed to go to work and make this money and come back but it's like why why is that 
why does that have to be a thing? Like, I want to, I, I see so many people at this wonderful, I work, the space I work at is, I mean, gorgeous. It's wonderful. It truly is. It is. She works in a magical place. Magical. Like, liken it to Disney World, but like Baltimore version. Right. <laughs> and it's, and it's great. And I'm like, I see people who are miserable and it's like, how can you have this, such a beautiful place to work and you are miss? That's sad to me. I can't do that. I can't do it. So what do you need in culture? Because that's also another thing I'm saying. If every, if it is Disney World. Right. And it is supposed to be the happiest place on earth, but everybody is. It's the happiest miserable. place for people who are paying. Uh, <laughs> miserable for the people working there. Yeah, so not for people getting paid. What are you looking for in like culture and your like company culture in your next in your next work experience? Because I think that's that's a level of fit that most millennials or young adults who are looking to work they want a place that they feel like the company culture fits them. Mm-hmm. And you know my hangups with the last place that I worked, they wanted everybody to be buddies, and I'm like, I won't be your buddy. I got friends. <laughs> That's fair. Right? That's fair. I got friends. Yeah. So I I am seeking in culture a place where we can be collegial and where I feel like I'm being enriched. But when Mm -hmm. it is my time to go Mm -hmm. and like have not forced outings. Uh, mm-hmm. after hour outings with mm-hmm. people that I can go and spend that time with the people I actually like to kick it with on the weekend and right. do the right things with. Yeah. Um, but fair. like company culture is a big thing that I hear a lot of people talking about. Mm-hmm. And like, that's one of my, like, I want to be, if we're friends and it develops organically. Right. Sure. Right. Don't force me to be a friend. Right. I can, I can totally see that. So like, what are those culture things that you think you're going to be looking for? Cause happiest place on earth, but not happy for the people working there. <laughs> ain't working. It's not working. Um, I culture wise, I want people, I want to be around people who enjoy their job, who enjoy doing what they do. Um, I want to be around people who are, I need a mix of people who are going to be logistical Right, because okay. I think that's important. I, sometimes I don't have that. Let me be fair; I don't have it. But I also need some some people who are woos, right? Who like to win people or, or yeah. others over. Like oh, I need a woos. mix of some people in that space. Because you all aren't familiar with oh, yes. um, woos, woo, winning woos. others over, winning others over. Uh, Gallup. It's now like not is it? It's no longer Gallup Strength Quest, but it's it is. A, it is Gallup. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's Gallup Strengths Quest. Mm-hmm. They have these like forty strengths, and mm-hmm. then they give you readings out of your top five strengths. Right. A lot of people in nonprofit spaces and especially higher ed, who <laughs> yeah, they'll be there. Um, oftentimes characterize themselves mm-hmm. within the context of their strengths. Yeah. And uh, woo is one of those. Try strengths. to play to your strengths. Yeah, play to your strengths. Yeah. It's another Myers Briggs type of yep. <laughs> test, but it's one that you come across very often mm-hmm. uh, within certain spaces, especially service spaces. Especially service spaces, yes. Human service spaces. Yeah. So just FYI, I am not a woo, um, but... <laughs> but see, for me, I am a woo. Woos are great. <laughs> you know, I... I Because you were saying, you were like, I don't want to have to go to force outings. I don't want it to be a force outing, but I want to be able to want to go out with you. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I want it to be like... Maybe we are not friends, but I can grab a beer with you and and we can leave it at that yeah. and it'd be cool. Like I'm okay with that. Yes. But because at my I mean my last job I You mean, have had lifelong friends from your last job. Lifelong. And we had and even like even the people I don't even talk to right now, we had a great time together. We it was we were able to like be in a space together, enjoy each other, and then leave. Like and I'm cool with that. 
I want to be able to do that at my next job. Like, I'm not saying we got to be buddy-buddy, especially yeah. if I'm going to be remote. It's not going to be possible. But if I meet up with you and I know you're cool and we can we can have a real conversation because my last job was also really focused on social justice. Yeah. And that was why we were all able to connect with each other in different ways. So you need a rooting and like a value. Yeah, I need some I need some serious values. I I need people to just like to I want them to feel like they can be themselves professionally, of course, and within yeah. the realm, but like to to feel like they can be themselves and not restricted by these rigid concepts of what work is supposed to be. Yeah. That for me is tough. I, I as I mentioned before, I can't function Listen, in that. <laughs> I recognize, I, I realize that and I recognize that because yeah. that is, nobody wants to feel like they have to be somebody else for eight hours of the day. Right. I'm not saying, I don't want to have to come in with my Caucasian voice all the time. You know what I'm saying? Ah. Like, every once in a while, I want to be able to just like, to say some shit and they understand what I'm saying without me trying to translate myself all the time. I don't want to have to constantly translate myself to my employer. Yeah, I'm not code switching anymore. I've been adamant about not code switching anymore. And yeah. when I'm in a space, I'm going to speak to you in the way that I would speak. I speak. In the way, my speech, my speech, yeah. my speech patterns. Like, yes. I'm not doing that. And that's been the beautiful thing of why this week's, like, interviews mm-hmm. have been so good. See, that's dope. I've been able to show up as myself mm-hmm. and, like, just be unapologetically me. Yeah. Um, like, most of the time, in terms of, like, dress conventions, mm-hmm. I have, prior to my last two interviews... Um, I had not felt comfortable enough just to wear my hair naturally mm. and because we know what, what bullshit we get pumped about palatability mm-hmm. and professionalism, mm-hmm. especially as black women mm-hmm. and black women with natural hair. And I had time to do all that. I didn't yeah. even have time to slick it back and throw an extra piece up in the bun. No. I didn't have the time nor. And before I did the faux locks, mm-hmm. I realized like, I had trimmed my ends. I had my ends trimmed. Mm-hmm. So it's shorter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that all came to surface when I took them joints out. And mm-hmm. I was like, ah, so this isn't the same hair I thought I went in with because mm-hmm. I had a clip beforehand. But like being able to show up unapologetically me in those spaces, right. had, I think, gave me stronger interviews. Absolutely. And the expectation around like, Again, having a code switch and do all that other stuff I talk to people about. Because one of the, I had a fascinating uh, interview question was like, what was the last wormhole you've been down? Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, well, you know, I started doing my own nails because I've been a team broke broke. Okay. So. (laughs) But you've been doing them and they look good. I've been doing them. You can follow me on Pinterest if anybody wants to see the nail chronicles. But Also, is you doing other people's nails? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes, yes. I've been encouraging people get your own dip powder just because I've been down a wormhole of like all the different things. Okay, okay. And, uh, but like to be asked and be able to be honest Mm -hmm. about like, nah, I've been on this dip nail tip that Mm -hmm. has now evolved into like an impacted toenail tip. Okay, I just also want to say, do you remember when I was getting dip nails? Yes. Okay, (laughs) cool. Yes, yes, yes. So that's what I'm saying. (laughs) I've found very, very cheap uh, colors in dip nails. Mm -hmm. And if it's like limited people, I can do it with my stuff. But like, People's nails are falling off. Either way, back to the interview, I was able to share with them, like, I've been down this wormhole Mm. of, like, nail care. Mm. And, like, also, when nails go wrong, and it gets real, it gets real bad. Like, if you want to, I've been watching this lady on YouTube work on impacted toenails, which is a complete side. What? 
is my mom has ingrown toenails, so then I had to do some research and like, is this hereditary? Which it is. So I was just like, ah, this is scary. <laughs> oh dang! Exactly. Okay, also, but I was able to talk about that in an interview. I just, I just want to know real weird. quick. What, what a. We're gonna get back to it. Yeah. What What was this YouTube video? You just looked up oh, Impact. I listen. I am following her, and I will tell you because I'm sure she's on my feed now. Okay. But this woman like cleans out Impact. The meticulous manicurist nail tutorials on YouTube. Bet cool, cool, cool. And she be working on these Frankenstein feet <laughs> and bringing them back. No, 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 Gabby, like, this is the, I'm going to show you thumbnail. Oh! But then at the end, the toes look fantastic. That is fungus. Some of it is fungus. Some of it is ingrown toenails. Like, even some of the stuff, because she always does these slow-mos where she's, like, pulling out (gasps) pieces. Oh, my God. And it's just, it's fascinating. But I got there from dip nails to, like, nail care, because people's dip nails, they the salons were using, like, reusing the powder, and it was getting... In fact, people have been getting fungal infections. Oh, my and God. And so, like, I'm at the house, so I'm, like, sanitizing and doing my own right. stuff. And I've only done my nails, Kayla's nails, and Andy's nails. Okay. So it's, like, get these three sets of hands. Right. But, um, like, being able to be honest about this weird wormhole. Right. And talking to other people, because one of the guys in the interview, mm-hmm. he had like a blue gel manicure and he was like, Ooh. so what's the difference between dip nails and um like gel nails? Uh-huh. And like, what's the benefits? And I was like, I can tell you because this is the wormhole I've been down. Nice. Uh, that's being, an authentic interview right there. You know, you able to, that's not, and he got something out of it. Exactly. He didn't even know. And, and those, but those are the things that I find invaluable. Yeah. The fact that I can bring the little weird things that I've mm-hmm. been looking up and still being able to jump back into the interview questions to right. add some type of value to this person That's like also being memorable i mean can you imagine you you sit there you're at an interview and then you ask someone this like random question they can answer it and you get all your information you're like you remember that one time that oh well, the girl for the interview yes what she yeah. told us about like the, that's the a nails, great time the various parts of nails but being able to show up <laughs> it gets gross that's what i'm saying look her up the meticulous the meticulous manicurist nail tutorials on YouTube. Um, it's been very, it's been very good to be able to show up myself, not just, not just physically myself, but also like emotionally and spiritually myself. And I think that's, that's the thing I'm looking to do. Mm-hmm. And then that is also what I'm looking to create right? as whatever, you know, whatever this turns into, whatever career passes, like I want people to feel that they can come in and be themselves because you yeah. do the best work when you're in your best, like, flow state. Facts. Those are facts. Like, I, the whole reason that people do that strengths thing, building, is so that you can play to your strengths, so that you don't feel like you are, you're always working against yourself. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And I, that's one of the most exhausting things about mm-hmm. a job that does not fit is that you're constantly trying to convince yourself to do this work that you, you do not want to do or it is not something that you enjoy or it is not uh, within your wheelhouse, like all of those things. And so I agree 110%. I even appreciate the fact that you're like, I'm not code switching anymore. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I've, I, in the last two jobs, last three jobs, actually, every job that I've had here in Baltimore, I have 
been able to be my complete self. I had, I had left a job that from a, a white man telling me that I needed to remember my place. I had to report him to HR. I wish you could see the hard blinks I'm giving her right now. <laughs> like the, what? Yes. He, this man, this is like before Donald Trump was elected, he was like in the... Oh, he felt imbued. <laughs> okay. So he, and, and I also had one, like that same job. One of my bosses was like, you talk about race too much. I said, you're the same woman who told me to get over slavery this morning, ma'am. The hard So I had blinks. to take all of them to... HR for this stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I came from a place where I had to do all that extra shit, which I, in my, in my mind, I don't even understand why people would think it was okay to say or do. Because they all know no better. They don't. And they also don't know federal regulations. Okay. Stuff like that. And I was like, and I was like, I'm going to the EEOC. Like I'm going to the EEOC. You you can't stop me. Like anyway, you just can't. All of that stuff. I went to there. And then the last jobs that I, or last few jobs I've had here in Baltimore, if, if nothing else, I have been able to be my complete self. I've been able to show up as who I am. Like, yeah. and I will continue to do that in my way. Even at this job now where I am, I am so sick of the way that they not necessarily treat me because they know better than to overstep, but like how they treat this work that we're doing mm-hmm. and treat some, some of our other employees. It is so uh, it's frustrating but I'm still able to be unapologetically black you know I'm still able to be my black I don't have anybody going around being like you sound funny or you know anything else like I'm cool I'm I'm exactly who I am and nobody questions it and I have fun doing it I'm so glad that we're past the stage of you are it weird a uh, weird askew of being black. Yes, I'm so yes. Like there's so many types of like. You get now. what I'm saying? Yes. Like yes, or people are not as asphyxiated on uh, on. Oh, Tisha was in this position. Yeah, you could be the new Tisha. No, I'm always the one Jackie. Oh, and, uh, oh <laughs> I hate when they do like, that. I am always just this one Jackie. It doesn't, like, I don't even know Tisha. But I also, how do you feel comfortable Tisha. saying that to me? Why is it that you feel comfortable saying that to me? Where is, where is that even, that, okay, anyway. But you get, but you get what yes, I'm socialization, saying. socialization, like, yeah. The socialization around how, and again, that might be, the product of our parents and grandparents in the workspace, Mm -hmm. the expectations being put on us around what does professionalism look like in the workspace for a like black femme woman. Mm -hmm. Like what, Mm -hmm. what does that look like? Mm -hmm. Like I'm glad that we're finally moving beyond those places and that some of us are taking that radical, I say with quotes, like radical <laughs> statement just to be ourselves. Because Billy, Bobby, and Johnny have been being themselves and been allowed to be themselves this whole time. This whole time. Whole time. Nobody's correcting Sarah. Not a single person corrects Sally. Um, <laughs> like You know what I'm saying? John. Karen's still allowed to be herself. She asked for the manager. And, you know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like... Another thing, we rented a car at Enterprise, um, and shout out to Larry at the Enterprise uh, on Eastern Avenue, extremely professional, young black man. Uh, It was a, one of their customers in there, and we have named her Karen, uh, because she acted a whole fool in that Enterprise at a rental that was at 10. Um, they said that they didn't have any cars in the space, but they had cars coming from different parts of Maryland. Mm-hmm. Fine. 
we, me and Kayla were in there and just fooling with, you know, fooling with them. Like, I feel like everybody deserves a gift card to Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all need coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Gift cards to Target. Yeah. Uh, you know, just playing just, around. Just playing around yeah. with them. Yo, when I tell you Karen came in there and got turned up, I have a video. I'll have to, I'll have to show you. My God. <laughs> she was like, I'm a, I'm a, a, a weekly customer and I feel like you should have a card. Mind you, I have been there since 10. Karen may have gotten there at like 12 and it was at least at least four other people, all people of color. Ahead of her. Um who are fine. We're all just messing with them. Like uh and when the drive team came in, uh they you know all dropped the keys, but then you have to service the vehicles. Mm-hmm. You got to check the tires, you got to clean it out. You know, make sure all those things are we're done at the last place or done now. Mm-hmm. And I just have to give hats off to like, like just, just us as a people. Mm-hmm. Cause the way that that young man, like I said, shout out to Larry, the way that Larry handled that, it was in a professional way, but I could tell he did not compromise and who he was in responding to Karen. Absolutely. Cause she got turned up. I had to record it. Cause I was like, Whoa. You're big wild, ma. <laughs> what I, you know, sometimes I'd be like, "What is why? Why are white people mad? Like y'all got everything." Women they just be like, "Well, white women have things to be mad at." I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. As women, um, and but they be like extra mad. Like black women got shit to be mad at too. We have tons of things. You know to be what I'm mad saying? At. Like, so I'm like, I just be confused, like. But in terms of like, I think that's where I was going with that. In terms of like. Being able to be professional and be stern and stand up in the things that you know that you're supposed to do, like they 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 were heckling with us back because we were messing with them for hours. Mm-hmm. At that point, it was just like, all right, you know, because there were people in front of me, mm-hmm. there were people behind me, so we were just waiting for the service. But every person of color that came into that spot was fine, right? We all sat, we all waited, we all joshed. Karen was the only one that got turned up, and. I take hats off to the brother in there who literally kept us cool and responded to her in a way that I was just like, wow, me and Kayla in the video, I'll show you later. It was just like, wow. But I appreciated that. And it wasn't because you know how sometimes people who were wrong in the first place could then feel threatened when they're not given what they wanted. Mm -hmm. He kept like perfect posture in that. And I was like, yo, you you did what I think like that non code switching and non code switching when it comes to adverse experience. Mm. Cause he could have quickly switched up and was like, Oh, we'll get to you. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. He was like, no, we have these people in front of you. We understand your concern, but this is what's going on right now. And I, well, I appreciated that. <laughs> Larry cannot build a car. And that man is, I'm sure he is talented in many things. Right. Customer service. Oh, okay. Is uh, one of his apparently. talents. <laughs> is one of his skills. He yeah. knows how to deal with people. And a personal communication skills Bruh. right there. Bruh. But like, I, I think even code switching and not code switching under adverse experience is That's hard. Yeah. And like, shout out to Larry for demonstrating that. Because I was like, yo, I don't know if I could have... Uh, because Karen came in doing the Karen thing. Yeah. We need more Larrys. We do. We need a world of Larrys. Need a world of Larrys. Well, at least at least some Larrys to give a couple of classes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't know if that's... He was like, she does this often. Like, asking him afterwards when we were getting the car. Like, wow. You know, mm-hmm. giving him the kudos. But he was like, this is not an infrequent 
behavior from her. And I was like, well, either it, because I was like, even if it's not infrequent, like still hats off to you because especially if you got to deal with that every couple of weeks, my God, my sweet Jesus, I would not, I could not because Karen was super turned, super turned and expected some reward for her loudness or for this poor conduct or for technically her mistreatment of the people who were working there. Yeah. And they stood up and was like, no, no, sis. Mm. It was interesting. It was Shout out to Larry. Shout out to him. Yeah. Gonna have to send him a link. Like, (laughs) we talked about you for real, for real, but in a celebratory way. You are appreciated. Wait, he's a Coppin alumni. Shout out to Coppin State. Yeah, say coming yeah. through. Like Malik, <laughs> look at things. Yeah, so okay, so that's a great wrap up to like what we were talking about is like millennials finding a job with purpose, mm-hmm. finding a job that aligns with our intention and impact, right? Yes. Finding a job that um the that fits the culture of what you would like to be in and yes. would like to thrive in a space that you can thrive, um not only survive but thrive. Yes, thriving. And money yes and then i was gonna say and that pays because i mean people cannot thrive if you do not pay them um that is what i have learned from working in nonprofit for so long is that i cannot be my best self if i cannot pay my bills so that is the that should just be i cannot be my best self (laughs) if i cannot pay if i cannot pay my bills and to have a composure like larry during the times of adversity Mm. while still being authentically you authentically you because he still was poised in that Mm -hmm. and like had a certain stature it was the same goofiness that we had experienced in in just fucking with him for the hours that we were there i mean that's necessary but it was still very much so professional i don't think it could ever be put into question his professionalism because he responded in a way that still listened and took into account her concern but also clearly said like there's nothing that we can do right now. Jackie's a fan. You. I'm telling you right now, Jackie. A she's a fan. <laughs> she said, and yeah, listen, my man. Tell Kayla, go talk to Larry. Yeah. He seemed like a good man. <laughs> <He's> always <laughs> trying to mom somebody. Listen. You need to go talk to Larry. He seemed, uh, you know he looked like he got his shit together. You he know looked, the Larry looked like he. Go talk to Larry. The only things he had little, little red tips on the end of his locks that were questionable. But other than that, I. Interesting. Just, just I was just like. I don't know if I love this yeah. this this style choice. Okay. I like Larry. good locks, but you know what? The little red tips was like, mm, I don't like that. But that's a personal. That's thing. a personal. Kayla thing. might like them red tips. Go find out, Kayla. <laughs> Honestly, he can cut that shit off too. <laughs> Let's be real. Factual. <laughs> like if that's a problem, you can cut that off. It's not my problem. problem. Yeah, I'm not looking at Larry like that, but I am. Like, he seemed like a good, good, good young solid man. man. <laughs> good solid young man. Young man. Young uh, young professional I man. Like. Uh, you know, I like good, solid humans for my friends. Right. So. Exactly. <laughs> that was that. Well, but. with that being said, we want to thank you all for joining us today and our conversation about the long, tedious job of job searching. Oh, the job of job searching. <laughs> the job of job that searching. That is going to be the title. Um, and we just want to thank you for coming along with us on our journey as we uh, continue to discover what it is that we need and want. Yeah. Not only from you, but from ourselves in this podcast. So. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Yeah. All right.